1: SansPance Radio. At least we've got Crick. Oh. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Ducho. Boys, How Goods Footy? Here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go, there we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go.
2: Again, I have no fucking idea.
0: It's been so long. It feels like the grand final was 30 years ago. I'm an old and frail man since the last game of football I saw. <laughs>
2: I now identify exclusively with the owner of the horse in the horse with no name in that I was wandering along for ages and I just have no <laughs> idea what the fuck I'm doing.
0: I'm starting to feel like how Freer must feel about like premierships and AFL seasons. So they <laughs> can't remember the last time they felt the glory I can't remember the last time I saw Footy.
2: The reason I can't remember the
1: last time they felt the glory is because they've never felt the glory. Mm. But Freo will constantly every morning are like, what's the point? We know what the point is. We love footy. Footy's good.
2: Jeez, it's hard though. It's hard. It is hard. It's a long It's one week closer. It is one week closer. That is that's gonna be the refrain for the next few weeks. Footy. It's one week closer. (laughs) (laughs) There's gonna be a couple of weeks where it's gonna be hard, but Here at How
0: Goods Footy, we've got each other to lift us through the hard times. And also, listeners, we hope that you have this podcast to just carry you through the off-season. But this week, we're going to tackle a topic that was mentioned in our emails a couple of weeks ago. And something that a lot of people are interested in. Controversies and scandals in AFL. So we've spoken about a lot of on-field performances. What about the fuckhead things that happen off the field?
2: And sometimes the fuckhead things that happen off the field that also spill onto the field.
0: Yes, there's a lot of... And vice versa. Yes, there is a lot of chaos in AFL when it comes to uh, ridiculous things. So this week in particular, there's been a few things that have like allegedly happened involving social media and stuff like that. Also, we had a... Is he a former player?
2: He's a former player, Yes, yes.
0: A former player got arrested recently for stealing a car, crashing it into another car, stealing another car, crashing that car, and then maybe stealing a third car. I should have uh, laughed. No, it's pretty no, funny because he, is- he had a crack at real life GTA. He did. And unfortunately, it didn't go well for him. <laughs> it did not. Um, so that's in the news and stuff like that because uh, it's like really fresh. I won't go into too much details. But yeah, there's been some controversies on social media as well, resulting in uh, a certain player deleting their Instagram account.
1: Which player, Sean? Give him the chair. Yeah. <laughs>
2: It's in the captain's chair. <laughs> oh,
1: hopefully not anymore.
0: Yeah, there's been like a lot of like leaked stuff allegedly. Um, again, because it's allegedly, we won't go into too much. But what we can go into is controversies from the past that have 100% been proven. Correct. Because time
2: and court cases are there. Correct. Um, you can Google them and they exist. Yes. You can Google these stories too, but we don't know if they exist yet. Mm. Yeah. We, well, we can't Google one because the social media account's been deleted. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Who do you want to replace it? Give it to Hodgie. Yeah, yeah. Hodgie for a year nah. for captaincy. Mitch Robinson. Mitch. Robinson. Mitch the Ram mm. Robinson. Just he comes out there and it's just like you shake hands at the start and he just
1: headbutts the other player. <laughs> uh, I love him. He's on Twitter. He's constantly asking people to play Fortnite with him. Really? <laughs> I'm gonna get in there and play. Hang with on. Him. Hang on. Hang on. Is this legit? Yeah. He's always like, I'm on Fortnite. Here's my thing. Let's play. I should just do it. I should play with Mitch Robbo.
0: Yeah, Fortnite's a free game, so... Yeah.
1: Doja, why are we not doing a stream where we play a Twitch stream with Robbo? Oh, imagine. I'll look Fuck. into it. I'll look yeah. into
0: it. <laughs> do you know what uh, console he's got it on? I
1: think it's PS4. Yeah, okay. Yeah. See, that's something we can I make happen. I'm a PS4. I'm also yeah, well, uh, same. I had, I had no interest in
2: playing Fortnite ever in my life, but now I have more interest in that game than any other game that exists.
0: I hope like, is his like gamer tag, like the Ram 6969 or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that? <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. laughs> oh, Good on oh. him. All right. So to kick things off and we're going to start on kind of like not a fun controversy, but something that'll probably answer some questions that you may have if you don't have that much knowledge of AFL. Yeah. Because there is one player that we talk about or former player that is now in the media that we talk about a lot who is, I'm happy to go on record saying this, one of the biggest cunts of all time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, true.
0: True. I mean... And I'm not even going to touch on any of his alleged controversies or scandals. This is all just the stuff that's been from police reports and interviews with the big the, cunt himself. These
2: are all things that have actually happened. Yes. So let think about these things, and then I want you to think about this man commentating a Friday night white ribbon match for domestic violence awareness.
0: That's right. I'm going to talk on about primetime TV. Wayne Carey. You're
2: filth, Wayne.
0: So it's fuck. I'll just kick these things off in uh, the timeline his timeline of fucking dog shit things he did. So we're going big on controversies. Yeah, and like I said, this is a bad one because they're not fun or funny. They're all disgusting. He is filth. But the listeners, you deserve to know some of the truth and why we hang
2: shit. Yeah, this is this is actually just explaining why I get angry about him every Existing. second week. Yeah. Existing. Yeah. Just just go away. Just get in get in the bin, put the lid on, roll down a
1: hill. So really big hill. Set it on fire. Yep. Set the hill on fire too.
0: Starting uh nineteen ninety seven. The captain of the North Melbourne Football Club, Wayne Carey, got arrested for groping a woman on the street after he had been out on a 12-hour bender.
2: Love 12-hour benders. Big fan of 12-hour benders. Uh, Not a big fan of groping women on the street, I must say.
0: It was settled out of court, and the woman filed a civil lawsuit against him. So it happened, and it was settled. He pleaded guilty. Yes. So it happened. I did that. I grabbed that and did those things.
1: So he paid his way out of it.
0: Yes, Oh, phew, that's a trend, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Deep pockets, you say. So again,
2: so again just, just keep that in mind that uh, this man is on national TV on a Friday night with kids watching, and he has done this. And we know he has done this because he has done this.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Because we have the story to say that he has done this. It's all right there. Great footballer. Bad, bad man. Yes. Which vastly overshadows his impact as a footballer forever.
1: Yep. That's why I love Michael Voss, because he's got all the qualities of a superstar footballer. And he's just a ripping bloke. What's the point of being a great footballer if you're garbage, like Wayne Carey? No, actually, I was going to defend someone, but then I realized that
2: by that, I would be defending Wayne Carey. I guess it depends on the scale of bad blokes. So, for example, like we get stuck in like Brendan Goddard because he's a bit of a flog.
1: Yeah. But good good footballer. At his peak, he was great. He's a good person too, I think. I think he had some flog tendencies on the field, but by all accounts off the field, great bloke. Yeah. Great leader. Yep. I think you can also say James Heard, great player. Very good player. Mm-hmm. Very bad coach. Yep. Not a great bloke. An I okay think, bloke. I think Heard's an all right bloke. I think he's just a terrible manager. Yes. Yeah. Questionable
0: just, decision making, but very I think much so. he doesn't have a bad heart. No. no. Yes. So back to Lane Carey. So that happened in 97. In the year 2000, he provided character witness for. A mobster in Melbourne that is famous for being a horrible person, uh, which then resulted in him getting out of jail time for a little bit. Uh, and while he was which out of kick- jail,
2: I think he killed people?
0: Um, oh, no. He definitely was involved in stuff. I don't know if he physically did. But uh, it kicked off Melbourne's gang war, which you can see in the television series Underbelly. Which, hilariously,
2: there are episodes of that that, when it aired, couldn't be shown because the Tony entire- Mockbell
0: was- on trial at the time, still the entire first series of Underbelly was not aired in Victoria. It was not legal to obtain it here because it could have skewed
2: jury's decisions. Yeah.
1: So over Tony, Mark we're Bell. saying that well, no, over Perry-
2: Carl It was over Carl Williams, wasn't it? Yeah, and then later it came back, and they had to rename the the Melbourne, the Victorian edited version that then eventually aired when Williams was convicted. Had to edit the name of Tony Mockbell out because he still
1: hadn't been arrested and convicted yet. Yeah. He is now in jail. In a nutshell. Yes. Yep. Allegedly, Wayne Carey. No, 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 not allegedly. He Stood. started. What? <laughs> Melbourne's most violent gangland war ever. Well, the
0: tension in that gang war, as far as I know, started in like 95. But it means that Wayne, Wayne Carey was
1: alive in '95.
0: Wayne Carey went to bat for a bad bloke. Hmm. Is probably the big takeaway there.
2: It's almost like he is a bad bloke. Yeah. Hmm.
0: So this is probably the most famous controversy involving Wayne Carey. Ah, uh, so he was injured in like the towards the end of his career with North Melbourne. He got delisted. I'm pretty sure in the end of 2001, and he celebrated by having an extramarital affair. With his vice captain's wife at a team party at Glen Archer's house in March of 2002.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're in the toilet. The delisting was the aftermath. He didn't get delisted, he resigned. My mistake. That's right. In disgrace. In disgrace. Yes. Dis-
2: resigned disgrace. in disgrace. Yeah, and yeah. Which is, he should fitting. resign from Channel 7 commentary in disgrace and also Triple M and any other media outlet he is on talking about football in the public eye mm. because. He's garbage. Mm-hmm. He's a big ball of trash. Yeah, dressed up as a person who's had a little bit of plastic surgery. Glenn Archer, you were saying? So Glenn Archer d- didn't speak to him, I think, until like the first time that Archer, besides trying to threaten to kill him when he moved to Adelaide, yeah. Again, <laughs> um, Archer didn't speak to him until last year when they had a meeting in Bali. Oh, like at a <laughs> retreat, and he was like, "I'm prepared to be-. basically Archer was i like, 'I'm prepared to bury the hatchet.'" like I'm prepared to forget I'm not prepared to forgive but I will I will move on mm. uh, and we'll continue from here and uh Wayne Carey um then slept with his no that didn't <laughs> Wow <laughs> but Steve-O still Anthony Stevens who's the player other player in question yep. was interviewed on like uh, open mic one of those like yeah talking shows and he still cannot forgive Wayne yeah And yes, takes two to tango, but one of the people tangoing was a literal bag of trash named Wayne Carey. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the dance he was doing was the fuck with Foxtrot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So then he played for Adelaide, which resulted in kind of, it was one of those very uncomfortable returns to AFL or sport in general. He wasn't at his best. He was old. There was no no redemption story. There was no no redemption
2: story. There was one good story out of that game, though. It is, it is possibly one of the my one of my all time favourite football photos was when they played North for the first time, round six, two thousand and three. And every player went after him. Yeah, but there was a photo at the start of the game of him and Archer staring one another down. Now, Glenn Archer, great footballer, not a big bloke. Oh, not short. Not, not 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 like stocky stocky, but barrel chested, if you will. Not tall. <laughs> Sean. Not tall. Not tall at all. Wider than he was high. Yeah. Yeah. With a barrel. Yeah. Yeah. Stout but strong. Yes. Wayne Carey, very tall. Yeah. Big bloke. Yeah. Huge man. Mm.
0: Uh, this also could be a good uh time to reveal that we actually saw Wayne Carey when we were at the grand final, and me and Sean had to pretty much hold each other back before. One of us cannonballed
1: into it. <laughs> I did want to throw that footy at his head. My spider sense <laughs> went off. Yeah. Because like... I said to you, oh, and you were like, oh, I saw him a while ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep.
2: You yeah. know, I, I pegged him straight away. I was like, hmm, something smells especially shitty in the here. <laughs> 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 oh, it's the worst bloke in the world, Wayne Carey. Um, worst bloke in the world. Uh, but face down archer, I lost. Yep. Archer headbutted
1: him or? No, no, there was that great. Where they just squared off and Archer like moved as if he was throwing one, but he wasn't gonna because you yeah. get suspended forever. <laughs> and Wayne Carey freaked out. Oh, it yeah. was beautiful. It was the best. So And Bruce up. was commentating and Bruce just like, oh, the table went through the roof. He frothed. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone seen
2: just design that video of Bruce dancing? So yeah, and where? he's about a beat behind everyone oh. else, but he doesn't care. Yep. This is be still my time. beating heart. <laughs> oh, Brucey. Mm. How, I wonder how Bruce McIvaney feels about having to commentate with Wayne Carey.
0: Probably not good. <sighs>
2: because as a player,
1: he loved him. I think
2: he was his
0: favourite oh, player absolutely.
1: ever. Absolutely. It's got to be
0: tough. To be honest, the vibes that I get, and this is totally speculation versus some of the stuff they have been saying, which is fact... Um, it doesn't seem like many of the commentators like him. No, they, they like the vibe, even the vibe, which is why I don't understand why they want him on the commentary team. It's not like that he, like Barry Hall, for instance, is probably a good example. Not a good person, but when he was in commentary teams, it seemed like the other
2: commentators liked him being there. Yeah, he's, he's a guy who had off on field issues, seemed to sort himself out, made a really dumb decision, decision. on radio, and he's suffering the consequences yeah. of that.
0: Yeah, did some terrible things on the field. Kind of, he went into he dealt with it publicly. I'm pretty sure yeah. in the sense of like I think there might have even been like anger management and stuff.
2: He he boxed for a bit.
0: Yeah, he said yeah. that helped.
2: Mm. Was uh, on a commentary team.
0: He said something really dumb in the commentary team. But before that happened, the commentary team seemed to be like, "Oh yeah, we like Barry Hall being around." You don't get that with Wayne Carey. None of the commentators are like <laughs>
2: on your Wayne. They're just like, "All right." Idiot. Also. He doesn't bring any – I've talked about this athlete many times. He yeah. brings nothing to the table. There is no insight that Wayne Carey gives me that I could not have got myself if I asked a three-year-old baby to watch a game of football and then get that baby to describe an event that had just happened yeah. to me. It's kind of ridiculous. In fact, that would be better. I want to do that. All commentary should be toddlers. (laughs) Just Bruce and a bunch of toddlers. And he's just trying to explain to these babies about footy. And all they want to know is, can I get a pie? Nothing's (laughs) happening. Good impression of a toddler. That was Wayne (laughs) Carey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It makes me feel bad for people like Caroline Wilson. Like a female journalist that is... So good at what she does, having to then deal with a fuckwit like Wayne Carey, who shouldn't have a job, let alone be commentating some of the games that he does.
2: Or Sam Lane, who actually works for Channel 7, I yeah. think, on their Saturday nights. I think she
1: still, yeah, does before but the But like game. the the, the pre-game. Whatever it's called now, yep.
2: yeah. Yeah, the, the Saturday, with Mick Malloy and whatever.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, he's often on those games. Or like, you know, fucking Daisy Pierce, who is yeah. a
1: boundary writer for the- I've said this before, they have to work. Jimmy so hard to actually get a foothold in the industry, and you've got a dickhead like Wayne Carey who survives because of a playing reputation. Because
2: he was, yeah, he was a very good footballer. Yeah, he but- was he was unbeatable in one on ones. He won premierships. He has a good record as a player, but a good record as a player should not excuse it. Like we're not even we're not even close to finishing this list of bullshit. We've got a long ways to go, mm. and it's. Ridiculous. Like, Jimmy Bartell, who had that massive campaign last year about raising awareness of
1: domestic violence, commentates with Wayne Carey. How does he do it? I, I don't know. It Wayne Carey holds good, the good- such a position in the AFL because of his playing stature that he's, it's he's, almost impossible. Well, it's not impossible, but it seems that way for these people to come out and speak against him. However, it, if something were to happen, if he were to be removed, you would have blokes like Jimmy Bartell going, fuck yes. Well, it's the thing where, like, he, he gets away with- People go, oh, he's
2: a good bloke who deserves a second chance. He's on chance 18. Mm. And to be fair, yeah, I think if you do a dumb thing, you do deserve it. That doesn't mean you should never have a job ever again in your life. However, you should have to have consequences. For example, those consequences mean you do not get a high profile gig in the fucking media. Mm-hmm. He could just, he could work at a gym, yep. he could work at a pub. I don't really give a shit what he does. Just get him off TV, because the message that sends people... Fuck, we're getting very deep for an episode of How Good's Footy, but he makes me angry. Douche, he makes me very angry. That's all right. Let's get some more of the things that uh, he's done that are bad. (sighs) So... He's the Joffrey of football.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, in 2006, he left his pregnant wife for someone else, which is... His business. Yeah, that's kind of like a... Not so much a controversy. Like, it's just...
2: Bad bloke. Hey, you're a bad bloke. Yeah. Don't do that, mate. But, you know, maybe there's some issues going, okay, you know, yeah. I don't know your life. I do, because it's garbage, and we hear about it a lot in police reports. I'm willing to bet it was his fault. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I reckon she went, mm,
0: yeah, nah. Look, relationships end, maybe, we don't We don't know. That isn't really, it's just a thing. It, yeah. The only reason I bring it up is because it leads directly into the next thing. Quick question,
2: though. Why, I know he's called the king yeah. a lot. Why was he called Duck. Was it because of the strut or the Waddle? Like, was there a reason? Because a lot of people call him Duck. Are you boys looking at why he's called Duck?
0: Yes, yes. It's uh, hard to find. So while I do that, yes. how about you talk about some of the like, funny or more lighthearted controversial scandals in AFL? Because this episode is
2: getting intense. It's getting angry, and I'm feeling angry. Do you know what I'd like to do, boys? I'd like to remind you all of Duck is an okay nickname, mm-hmm. but it is not the greatest nickname ever given to a player in the history of football. What would that be, Tom? Uh, Geelong Cats Superstar. Gary Buddha Hawking. <laughs> but that's not that's not what I want to talk about Buddha. I don't want to talk about Buddha because his nickname was Buddha. I want to talk about Buddha because in the early 2000s, maybe, I don't know when he did this. It's it's great, though. Gary Hawking was called Buddha by everyone because apparently when he was a kid, he used to sit cross-legged in front of the TV still as a statue. <laughs> and so he's been called Buddha for his whole life. Mm. Yep. So he... Had a very prominent nickname. So he was known as Buddha. Everyone called him Buddha. It, it was like, it's a bit like everyone calling um, Buddy Franklin Buddy, even though his name is actually Lance. And if your name is Lance, you're probably going to give yourself a nickname. To be honest. Why do they call him Buddy? I actually don't know why they call him Buddy.
0: I'm going to do some more research. I'm going to look up some nicknames because there's also a good story for a nickname. Look, it's how good it's funny. We get distracted all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joel Corey. Yeah. Do you
2: know his nickname? Uh, wait, is it Joel Corey or Corey Enright? No, it's Joel. Corey Enright's nickname was Boris.
0: No. Joel Corey, the Jordan no. player. His nickname was Smithy.
2: Smithy? mm mm-hmm.
0: Why? Because uh, his teammates figured he had two
2: first names, so
0: he deserved a <laughs>
2: last name. <laughs> That's outstanding. I know that Corey Enright was called Boris. Yep. For reasons I don't quite know, and that stuck for years. But I also know that Rex Hunt used to call Corey Enright look left, as in... Look left and right. <laughs> Which good. is ridiculous. Anyway.
0: Uh, buddy is just a childhood nickname that's stuck in footy. Like, just like, a, I guess,
2: probably a pet name that his parents called him or something like that. True. Or friends. I was just about to ask a dumb name. I was like, why is Dusty called Dusty? Because his name's Dustin. Mm. Mm. And that's just not a name that anyone wants to have. Um, okay, guys. Gary Hawking. So, in the late, two- early 2000s, towards the latter end of his career. Yep. Um, to try to generate some income for the club and himself, he made a deal with a company to legally change his name to the name of that company. So Sean, the example would be uh, <laughs> yeah. that your name would become I don't know KFC Carney yep, right. KFC <laughs> bought the rights to your nickname for a month. and yep. paid you however much money. I think he got paid thirty two thousand dollars. To go by the name Whiskers <laughs> after the popular cat food brand Whiskers. <laughs> because he was a cat and his name was Whiskers and it was it was one of the dumbest best things in the history of my football club. For how long was it? I, I wanna say a month, but it could be like a fortnight. <laughs> and I don't want to look it up because I want it to be like a long time in my head, but I reckon it's it's not that long. Mm. Have we found any other good ones? Just to I always like
1: the velvet sledgehammer. Moody? Yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. It's a bit long, though. Mm. Do you know the reason <laughs> behind that? Isn't it because he was a sniper, but he's soft? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I'm yeah. trying to think of other
2: really weird ones.
0: Uh, well, my favorite AFL nickname, former Adelaide player, Graham Johncock. Do you know what his <laughs> nickname was? No. <Right>. Stiffy. <laughs> <laughs> Stiffy Johncock.
2: <laughs> because his name had cock in it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's
1: sensational. <laughs> oh, uh, I d- Finding duck was hard Did you come across anything?
0: Uh, I think I did But I got super distracted
2: by I think I-
1: it's literally just because of the way he walks Like he would waddle around Yeah, that's sort what of I thought his his he, sticks
2: his, he sticks his ass out Yeah And his chest up
1: Yeah, I think that was it Cool hmm.
2: Kind of bad nickname for a bad person there It is Yeah, yeah Don't want to disparage ducks Ducks Top birds yeah. Good animal mm. Like bread Do you want me to find some more fun ones Before we dive back into Wayne? Yeah, if you've got any more fun ones. I've got lots of Geelong fun ones.
0: Yeah, yeah, give us some Geelong fun ones.
2: So, just sticking with hilarious things. So, Geelong's a small town, so you just everyone always knows about these. Small like city. Things. That small city, great town. Uh, beautiful place, you should go there. Everyone from SansPants Pants Radio, right go to my hometown, have a good time. Yeah, pass. There's a really big sexy land on the way in, if you want to check out. <laughs> buy a dildo. So, it's a weird place. And weird stuff happens in it. And one of the weird things to happen is that two... So, this is recent, so... When Nathan Vardy was still at the club, uh, Billy Smets and Josh Caddy, none of those players are still at Geelong. Wow. Anyway, they decided to play a prank on him and wearing balaclavas, pretended to break into his house to scare him, and the neighbours thought a robbery was happening and called the cops, hmm. and the cops showed up and like almost tasered one of the players, and they got arrested, <laughs> and they were like trying to explain what was happening. And Vardy was like, I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I love the most. Is that he was just like, nah, nah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who that is. Um, Wouldn't the cops know them as Geelong players? Although, no, because who they were. And it was very early on in both their careers. Mm. Also so,
0: dangerous of him because that's obstructing justice. Ooh.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess. But then they were like, oh, you Geelong players. Like the other one is, um. so they rolled out the mat for them, did they?
1: The red carpet. Yeah. Mate. Bloody it's, it's fucking,
2: small town. <laughs> they could probably commit a crime. We're we're literally going through a bloke's many, many, many bad deeds mm. and he's on television every week.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh here's another fun controversy. And, yep. And and has a fucking regular segment on the AFL website every week. Yeah. So he is officially sanctioned is that the betting by by a betting company that are the official betting partner of the AFL. he is on the AFL website every week putting his tips in with Campbell Brown, who also finished his career in disgrace when he was delisted by a club for punching a teammate
1: while out on the Gold Coast. Ah, mm. oh, Campbell. Difference is he wasn't like a legendary player. No. So he commentates the VFL. Yes. Still shouldn't be commentating. Completely different guy to Kerry. Yeah, very different. Oh, Mate, huge had- difference.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Massive. Yeah, Doesn't have a criminal record.
0: No. I got another funny story uh, just before we get back to Dwayne Carey. Uh, so, I want to talk about the day a piglet got led onto the
2: field. <laughs> You're saying there's a pig at full forward, douche. There
0: is a pig at full forward. Is mm. that
2: Sandy Roberts? I can hear it in Sandy Roberts' dulcet times. <laughs> 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 I think it was Sandy Roberts. Oh, I love Sandy. His name's Sandy. And he's a man. It's the best.
0: All right. So, it's 1993. Okay. Sydney are struggling. This the were- prime minister... Who cares? No, Shut that's... up, Tom. Quiz. Pop quiz. <laughs> no one cares. Oh. What we do care about, though, is Sydney struggling. Yep. Yep. They're, They're just... the gold coast of yes. the AFL. They just Ooh. lost by 92 points Ooh. against Hawthorne. Following week, they got a home game, the SCG against St. Kilda. featuring uh, The St. Kilda team at this point was featuring Tony Plugger Lockett, one of the best Full forwards in AFL history, I think, is a fair statement. Kicked
2: the most goals that a man has ever kicked in a game of football. Also- And I think no one will ever come close to his record ever.
0: No, I think you're right. And yep. he also, if you're familiar with modern football and not don't know who Tony Lockett is for some reason, imagine if Buddy Franklin was somehow more solid and loved kicking goals just a bit more.
2: But was also really strange. There are some amazing stories about Tony Lockett. Yeah, B- tell this one, and I've got another good one. There's up. only one Tony Lockett. There is. <laughs> There's only one Tony. There's a fucking song about him. Mm. That's how good he was. He's a legend in the AFL Hall of Fame. Yep. Yep. Bless him. And he's- how many legends are there? They induct one every two years. Yeah. Uh, there might be fifteen or sixteen now. Oh, big, big, but big accolade. He- but he's in. You know, he's in the the same. You know, air as like um, Sheedy, Lee Matthews, yeah. Kevin Bartlett, um, Polly Farmer, um, Barassi, like legends,
1: Bobby Skilton, sorry, triple Brownlow medalist Bobby Skilton. Like he's in rare air in that room. I'm assuming Tony Lockett is in legend status because of this event, Dusha.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. And it's worth like the whole situation that I'm about to explain is just chaos. All right, bring so- it on. This happened in 93, the details only came to light in the late, like, it was like 2006-2007, because players, Sydney players, have been at a pub, they're like, shit, we got fucking destroyed by Hawthorne, we've got St. Kilda next week, we need to stop Tony Lockett somehow, otherwise exactly the same thing's gonna happen, and it's gonna be terrible. Someone in the pub overheard them having a few drinks and was like, hey, I'm a huge Sydney diehard. I want you to beat Tony Lockett as well. I've got a solution. And they were like, (laughs) all right, mate, what's your solution? And he was like, I know a bloke called Joe. (laughs) He's a pig farmer. And I think that if we borrow one of his pigs, write plugger on it, put it onto the field, it'll distract Tony Lockett enough that it'll put him off his game. The Sydney players responded with like, You're a fucking idiot. Leave us out of it. What are you talking about? That's insane. Then the Sydney team, uh, well, these players, wasn't the entire team.
2: No, it was the entire team. Everyone. (laughs) Coach was there, president, all of them. Past and present. Bobby Skilton was
0: there. (laughs) No, no. It was just a small group of players, some who haven't been named. But they just keep having a few more drinks. And all of a sudden, Joe the pig farmer becomes like, look, maybe it's a funny idea to entertain.
2: Oh, my God. I didn't realize it was the fucking players.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize either. So I knew about this. Yeah, uh, yeah. From footage, because the footage is pretty famous and easy to find if you go on YouTube and just like 100% keep. watch it. Yeah, it's very funny. Oh. So. Do we know? Did he kick any goals? Funny thing about that, and I'll we'll get to that in the story as the story unfolds. So, how did I'm we. trying to
2: ruin the story for Sorry, had sorry. A, sorry. Uh, had a few more drinks. Such a Ross Lion.
0: Had a few more drinks. Oh. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Come on. Come on, boys. We're all mates. Um, <laughs> Not anymore. We're going to lift. Uh, so, <laughs> so this mysterious Sydney supporter. I had a few more drinks, they're so like, oh, you know what, come, come on, get back in the group, get back in the group. <laughs> Exchanged a few phone numbers, and the plan was in motion. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the following Wednesday, so a couple of days before the game, one of the players got a call, being like, hey, it's Joe, the pig farmer, I'm in <laughs> Sydney and I've got the pig, where can I put it? <laughs> and he was like, no, we were, god, We were joking. And he was like, no, nah, the pig's here. you got to do something with it.
2: <laughs>
0: and then they ended up palming it off to a teammate who had experience as a farmer
2: previously. i trying to think who that might be. Paul Kelly? He was one of the people involved. Oh, in the I, knew he was a, he was... I knew it. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. That's very funny.
0: So this player, the interview I'm reading, they don't 100% know how the pig got onto the ground or who wrote plugger wrong on the side of it. <laughs> but... There was a meeting in a car park <laughs> that resulted in the pig wrapped in a couple of towels, put in a <laughs> training bag. <laughs> this is outstanding. Smuggled past a security guard, like a, one of the older ones that was like a bit more relaxed, wasn't like taking. You know, like he just talked his way through it. And then it's like this is for training.
2: Yeah, it's high performance. We need to, we need to use this pig for training.
0: And then all of a sudden, so the game's playing. All of a sudden, play stops. This player is just like, oh, someone injured, looks over, and there's a pig at full forward.
1: Oh,
2: my <laughs> God. As Sandy Roberts was delighted to tell us. <laughs> Do you know what is amazing? Is that the next five minutes, or however long it is on the field for... Yeah. And that's why you watch the video. Because if you want to watch a bunch of grown adult men who are dressed as police, I would assume they're not real police because they fail to capture and chase a pig. <laughs> there is a clip where... One of the Sydney or St. Kilda players dives for the pig, and I'm pretty sure that pig, slapstick style, <laughs> slips through his arm <laughs> and he just face plants the dirt, <laughs> and it is outstanding. It was a greasy pig.
0: Oh, <laughs> so you asked how many goals Plugger kicked this yeah. week, or maybe even how Sydney did after this. Great plan. Yeah. The player also mentions the pig was on the field for about three to three and a half minutes, but it felt like about half an hour. Would, <laughs> yeah.
2: Watching, watching like. Charlie Chaplin esque comic routines of people chasing a fucking pig on the field. Like, oh, and it's one of those things where the more you chase it and fail to catch it, the more embarrassed I think you would be. So you would try harder and therefore be worse at apprehending the pig.
0: Yep, yep. And then, like, you get to a point where you're embarrassed, you don't want to try too hard, but there's still a pig on the field. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Sean, mm. how many goals do you reckon Plugger kicked to today
1: or this game? Did he kick four? Lower. Oh. Two. Lower. One. Lower.
0: No goals. Didn't play. Oh! oh! That- <laughs> what? After <laughs> all of that, he was No way! <laughs> and Sydney got smashed. Wait, wait. So was he like a late withdrawal or... A- I think it must have just been that the team didn't know.
2: <laughs> That's outstanding. Is that because
0: Sydney was so shit that they rested him? It could have been that. Oh. But yeah, uh, Sydney got smashed by St. Kota
2: anyway. <laughs> That's incredible. But you know what, boys? Mm. I have an entertainment business plan brewing. Yeah. For the Gold Coast Suns. Okay. Basically, at every game, they pick the best player for the opposition team. They get a pig. They paint that pig up. They spell the player's name wrong. Bang. Pig on the field.
1: Player on the field. Part of the appeal, though, was that it was a a dig at Lockett for being a pig.
2: All right, then. All right, then.
1: So, it's not going to work for... Different animals for different people.
2: Okay. So, for example, if you're playing against, oh, I don't know, say Collingwood, put a snake on the field for
1: snake beams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're playing against North Melbourne, though, you're going to have to, like, go to Weta in New Zealand and get urukai or uh, Orc makeup for Jared Pollock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, just to finish this pig on the field story, which yep. Tony Lockett has kind of shied away from public... Like he's not in the media or anything like that, yeah. but he did write an autobiography.
2: He now works for Sydney. Yeah, so he's- I'll get to how weird he is in a sec.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> he he has written a book, and in that he mentioned that he found the pig thing like disgusting, basically. Mm. But this player said that he played with him the following year, and he found it funny and like kind of in- like found it as like flattering that they came up with such a crazy plan to try and stop him. Yeah, but I can also see how it could be funny at the time, and then.
1: You'd be in two minds about it because it was fucked. I'm sure he reflects back on it and goes, oh, maybe animal cruelty type thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, it doesn't touch on that, but I don't know what happened to the pig
1: after it. Oh, boy. Oh. If you or anyone you know knows Joe, the pig farmer.
0: (laughs) Get him on the show. We'd like to ask what happened. So now that we've spoken about pigs and we're in the right mood, do you want me to just finish on the Wayne Carey stuff so we can get that out of the way? And then we'll end on a positive note.
2: I'll tell you some great stories about Plugger.
0: All right, good. Are they good
2: stories? They are very good stories. Okay,
0: good. Then, yes, we'll absolutely follow that. So, we were up to uh, 2006. He was living with his new girlfriend in America, or at least staying in America a lot, because the a lot of the following events take place in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, this is alleged, but it leads into something that happened. So, this event that I'm about to talk, uh, people have gone on record saying that they witnessed, but he was never charged for it, and both parties deny it. The only reason I'm bringing it up, is because it leads directly into something that was not denied.
2: And did happen.
0: And did happen, and he was charged for. So, yeah. Yeah. So, basically, police- Carey was reported to the Australian police for domestic violence with an allegation that he had punched his girlfriend in the face in December 2016. Uh, Sorry, December 2006. (laughs) Both his girlfriend and Wayne Carey denied it, but then subsequently- there is an interview with a U.S. security guard who witnessed Wayne Carey when staying in the W Hotel. Claims in New York he witnessed. City. Claims he witnessed. Claims he witnessed Wayne Carey break a bottle of French champagne over his own head, <laughs> over his own head during an argument. Like broke a bottle on his head.
1: Ah, uh... so. Alleged amounts of cocaine would lead you to do that, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Which, again, is something that he has dealt with. Uh, It is public knowledge that Wayne Carey has abused both alcohol and cocaine. He has been on record. And women. Yes. Uh, So there was a huge, huge tell-all interview where he didn't tell-all. He just spoke about how, like, oh, it's hard being Wayne Carey because I love drinking and I love
2: drugs. He was spoon-fed for, like... 20 minutes and it was garbage Yeah, it was the softest interview in the history of soft interviews
1: who interviewed him oh someone
2: soft should have been Caroline Wilson ripped shreds off him burns him to pieces
0: thanks so much for coming Wayne Carey our first question why are you the biggest fucking piece of shit Caro <sighs> yeah you heard me yeah, yeah, yeah Caro's arrow hit your run forehead
2: <laughs> dicky face fuck um, I got so angry I couldn't even come up with an insult like on a dicky face <laughs> It feels like a pet name for someone named Richard. Oh, hello geeky face. Or someone with a penis nose. So it then became public
0: knowledge in 2007 uh where Channel 9, oh, reputable organization Channel 9, uh did not renew his television contract because they had learnt that he'd been arrested for assault, assaulting a police
2: officer and his girlfriend. So we're saying do you in she? Miami. It's- Sorry. But what you're saying here is that a television network of which he was a regular member of decided not to renew his contract because of allegations involving assault yep. of a woman.
0: Uh, two women, actually. Two.
2: Okay, two women. Right, yep. right, right. Yeah, right,
0: right. so a police officer. Cool,
2: cool, cool, cool. Good, woman, good, good, good.
0: Yeah, yep. sick, sick, sick. Uh, And then the police lieutenant came out and reported uh, when the officers went and spoke to him, he was immediately belligerent, started striking at the officers. In fact, he kicked one of the female officers in the face- elbowed another one in the side of the head. He then had to wrestle him to the ground and handcuff him. When he was in the police car, he used his head as a battering ram and tried to smash a hole between the front compartment of the police car and the prisoner (laughs) compartment. We
2: we know his head's hard because it smashed that bottle of champagne earlier. That's what it was. That's how we know the champagne incident happened. He was testing it (laughs) to know that if he ever got arrested, he could headbutt his way
0: out of a divvy van. Well, because the thing is, I always heard that he was trying to headbutt the back door open, but he was headbutting... To Into get to the, cops. the front, yeah, yeah, to fight the cops again. So this was all in America. Yeah. How did he not get how, shot? How is he not in prison? Well, that's the funny thing, and I'm glad you mentioned this, because this is the last information I have about him that I want to touch on. <sighs> how does he still have a TV anyway? Sorry. So after all of this, that's quite a lot of criminal activity. Mm. He was facing up to 15 years in jail and $30,000 US in fines. 15 years? 15 years. Not enough. Not enough. Well, yeah. How much do you reckon he served? Zero. (laughs) Correct. 50 hours of community service because he pleaded guilty, paid a lot of money, Mm. and had to attend alcohol and anger management classes.
2: Man, he must be so contrite with that really lucrative deal he's got commentating on Channel 7, the Uh, major football network.
0: He's uh, not allowed back in America,
2: though. Oh. Hang on, hang on. So he's not allowed back in America, Yeah, he's he's still allowed on our TV screens.
0: Yes. So, uh, that's the end of Wayne Carey saga. Sean? Uh, except there's a funny thing, and this is, again, a little bit allegedly, because there was no charges laid with this, but it also wasn't a criminal offence, so... But in 2012, uh, he was meant to go to a prison as part of a mentoring program, and he got stopped at the gate for a random drug check, and they found cocaine on his jacket, and then they were like, well, we have to strip search you if you want to come in now, and he was like, no, nope, and then just left. <sighs> Boys... Boys Boys. How fucked is Wayne Carey? He's the worst person, and if you're ever wondering why we hang shit on him, that's why. That's why. We- but here at Hagard's Footy, we want to focus on some of the positives. We just need to air that. So is there any more scandals or controversies that are funny and in good natured
1: like plug of the pig? Sean, do you have any off the top of your head? There's one and I, I'm not a hundred percent sure it happened. Yep. I've heard it a lot of times, so we'll put it in the alleged basket. Yep. Yep. The basket's
2: very full. Yeah,
1: after the 2004 grand final that Brisbane tragically lost uh-huh. to Port Adelaide, there was a an after you know after the after match thing with the club and allegedly the president of Brisbane came up to a player Martin Pike, who was a bit of a wild <laughs> fella, <laughs> just a little bit, just a smidge wild, and he came up to him and said, "Your career's over. You should retire." Martin Pike looked at him, finished his beer. And then a head butted him. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope to God that it's true. Oh my God, that's insane. It's very in character. I love you, Pikey. Um, I've got a great story about Plugger.
2: (laughs) Oh, yes. Give us some Plugger stories to... uh... So, Plugger was a reclusive... An unusual individual. Yes. And so state of origin games uh, don't happen anymore, but basically the best teams in each state would play against one another back in the 80s and 90s. It was these big spectacles, great events, Uh, similar to the NRL state of origin that happens still today between Queensland and New South Wales. Um, One of the biggest figures in that was a player named uh, EJ Whitten, uh, who Mr. Football was his name. Uh, He was a huge, huge, huge part of the AFL in its early years and um, great figure. He was instrumental in these games. And for the one of the ones where Victoria was playing like Western Australia or South Australia at the MCG, he went in and he said, I'm going to get Plugger. Now, Plugger was hard enough to get to just play for his team. <laughs> he just like some days he'd be like, you want to come to footy today? He'd be like, nah, I want to go watch the Greyhound racing instead. And we're mm. like, "Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess just the kind of bloke he was. Yeah. So he lived out in the middle of nowhere sort of past Ballarat. In Victoria, in the bush, on yep. a farm. So that's very reclusive. Teddy Whitten goes out there to spruke the game, get him to come and not only come and play, but they, he's going to be the captain of the side. And after multiple meetings, he eventually convinced Plugger to say yes. So mm-hmm. it comes to the day of the game, and uh, Plugger's late <laughs> for a start, which, and the rest of the players in the Victorian team were a little bit like, because the other thing, too, is that people are like, you can't play Tony Lockett, Ablett, and I think Dunstall in the same forward line. You just can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. But they were going to. We're going we're to do it. It's going to be great. Plugger's going to be the captain. There was a bit of unrest because none of the Victorians had seen him and they didn't believe he was going to turn up <laughs> or do anything. Anyway, he shows up late and he walks in and EJ's like, right, tick, first thing done, Plugger's here. Anyway, Plugger's getting ready and he just seems really flat. Like he just doesn't see him and he's like, oh, shit, this is going to go terribly. It's not going to work. So EJ goes outside the ground just to try to sort of work something out. And the security guard comes over and he goes, you, you Teddy Whitney. He's like, Yeah, he's like, There's a bloke here who wants to see you. It's back before the days of like, you know, where security was pretty tight. Yep. Bloke comes over with a Coles or a Safeway or, you know, a, a shopping bag, plastic shopping bag, and goes, Are you going to see Plugger? And EJ's um, like, Yeah, he's like, Yeah, he might. I've, I'm, I'm his neighbor. I brought these. And he hands over the bag. And EJ looks in and it's Plugger's boots. <laughs> he's coming to play the game did not bring his footy boots so he like I'm not going to give them to him I'm just going to hold on to them just see what he does and apparently he just kind of walked around in the chain with barefoot for a really long time <laughs> didn't sort of say to anyone I don't have any boots could I borrow some boots anyway he eventually gave him the boots and I'm pretty sure that him and Dunstall then went on to win that game of Victoria and they kicked nine goals between them Jesus. Uh, and he gave an inspiring speech he just needed his boots <laughs> just needed his boots oh bless him Another great boot story. Nathan Ablett once turned up to a game, uh, wasn't playing and was in a suit. And just before the about 20 minutes before the bounce of the ball, James Kelly is looking for his footy boots. Can't find them. Nathan Ablett just decided to put them on because he felt weird not wearing footy boots at the footy. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. There you go, guys. Footy's good again. Yep. Footy's good again. Hey, Dusha.
0: Yes. Got any emails? We've got a couple. Uh, I'm just pulling them up now. Reaching into the uh, old inbox. See what's going on. All right. Email one. And this is uh, someone used to be emailing in quite frequently. You haven't heard from a while. Colin Doyle. <laughs> Carney's arch nemesis in the yep. footy
2: tipping. You have a lot of nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> it's a plural for nemesis. Mm, I enjoy it.
1: Yeah. yeah, not hear it often. All oh. right.
2: I write this long-overdue
0: email as a peace offering from Carney's Arch Nemesis. My brother, the one who wrote into the show wondering if he was an asshole. he right? And I stumbled across AFL years ago on the late night ESPN and immediately loved what we saw. Later in college, we stumbled into Demon's fanhood due to their song being about the red and the blue, which conveniently our uni rugby team wore red and blue, so it worked. Now with How Good's Footy and us staying up far too late to watch AFL here in America, we're considering overseas membership for the 2019 season. Oh, get around it. Now being from Australia, this is something that's actually worth, is this something that's actually worth looking into and how do they normally work? Keep all the good work, boys, and appreciate you keeping it rolling through the off-season. Colin. P.S. Connie. I'll be in it from round one next year. I hope you're still up for it.
1: Oh. Counter to that. I believe there was a mention of a peace offering, and I didn't hear one. <laughs> <laughs> so Promised the world and delivered nothing. <laughs> Ah, typical. Uh, but he is much better than me at the footy tipping. So yeah, he is. That is a worry if he's in, in from round one. Fucking hell,
2: he's g- he's not going to be your nemesis. Nah, not- he's
1: going to, you know what? If he's in from round one, you know who his
2: crown he's coming for? Oh, King. Oh, JD, <laughs> undefeated
0: hell. for a reason.
1: You know, undefeated I, after one year of doing it. Yeah, I have a feeling that I will smash Colin Doyle next year Ooh. because I tip Brisbane every week, and they're not going to fucking lose. <laughs> 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 um. Overseas memberships are worth it.
2: A lot of clubs have a thing where what they do is they give you access to a stream live of their games. Um, I know that's what Geelong's overseas membership is.
0: Yeah, it should yeah. be a bit of fun if you go into individual clubs and just look at their benefits. Most of them are relatively similar,
2: and they're cheap, cheaper than a normal membership.
0: Yeah. All right. Next email is from Jared Smith. Is that uh, North
2: Melbourne friend Jared Smith?
0: Subject: Does Gill's cheek know no bounds?
1: <laughs> oh.
0: Hey guys. Firstly, always loved the show, still do. Secondly, I've always loved looking too deeply into the fixture when it's announced, and my favourite thing is not just team rivalries, Hawks v Cats and the like, but players going up against a team that that is personally interesting for them personally. That's That's a lot of words there, Jared. Jared. (laughs) And for instance, he's got a few examples. Anyone playing against an old club for the first time, or on a predictable milestone game, anytime siblings play against each other, any people late in the season battling for a Brownlow votes or a Coleman Tally votes. You get it. Yep. Sometimes it's an unforeseen happy accident, but often it's very deliberate and very cheeky and I love it. But something's happening in round four that I don't love. Gaff is having his first game back and they've scheduled an Eagles home game against Freer. Sean, you're shaking your head.
1: I don't think that's correct. Uh, oh my god. No, is isn't his first game back round, round two. Th-
2: round two or three, I would have th- three, maybe. Because <laughs> if that's the case, the AFL know his sanction. That's, That's whoa, that is insane. I also wouldn't put it past Gil to do. How many did he get suspended for?
1: 8 weeks. He got 8. I feel like it was he misses the first 2 weeks of the season, so round 3, I think. So but is his first home game though? Uh, it probably would be that. The cuz round 3, I feel like they're going to play Collingwood in Melbourne or something. Yeah, it probably is the it's probably Yeah, his first home game is probably against Freo. Either way, that is what like it's too early in the season for doing stuff
2: like that. Eagles fans will be happy.
1: They got something to cheer about. Oh (laughs) Do you know what I hope?
2: I hope he has a shit game and I hope Brayshaw towers him up. West Coast still win because I can't see Ross Lyon ever happy. That that hurts too much.
0: But I hope if that's the case, Brayshaw. I'm not quite aggressively against Gaffer's summer, Carney. But probably because, as the resident North Melbourne supporter, I was fully prepared to set all of my morals and feelings aside and welcome him to the club with open arms. <laughs> but still, I do very much look at the incident as a disgusting event that is not that is not something that should be celebrated in any way. And I don't like the AFL have made a thing of it. Curious to hear your opinions. Love the show. Hashtag Fourth Melbourne. Get Regards, it started. Get it started, Jared. P.S. <laughs> Tom's all right. Let's lay off him in the postscript. Hey! PPS, what did Jared Lyons have to do to get the ass from that
2: dumb backwards dump of a club? It's pretty easy. You just decide you don't want to be there anymore. <laughs> 80% of the players they recruited in 2011 decided this as well. Happy to have him. <laughs>
0: um, as we discussed reading that email, we're not entirely sure if that is Gav's first game back. But if it is,
1: it's huge. Huge anyway. Is that all the emails? No. Still a couple more. All
0: right. Next email is from Liam, who is an Adelaide supporter, and that will come in handy to know this when you hear this email. Subject, the absolute fuck. Hey, lads. I'm pretty okay with the crow's jaw. To be honest, probably come off way too easy. But one fucking game at the MCG, come off it. Also, Barrett said, let's have a showdown at Melbourne. Discuss. And when I say discuss, I mean yell loudly. Sorry, lads. Just come on. <laughs> Liam, you're absolutely right there. Barrett is a fucking idiot for even suggesting that. Mm. Hey, we've got two massive clubs in Adelaide clashing. I've got a great idea. Rather than have it in Adelaide, let's fucking put it in Melbourne. Why? Hey, Liverpool and Arsenal. No, Manchester City and Manchester United. Huge club rivalry. Both come from Manchester. Soccer, huge thing. We're having that match in fucking Greece. <laughs> Why? I mean, sure, people will travel, but not everyone. Why move something that's 10 minutes away to, like, an hour and a half flight?
2: I feel like that example is not even, like, even as dumb. It'd be like going, okay, guys, we're going to have Elton John play a concert. And the concert is going to be in someone's land room, and no one else can go.
0: No, no, no. Here's a better analogy. Alton John's farewell tour. We need the biggest venue we can, because it's a big event. Found a stadium that fits 150,000. It's on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Do
2: you know what, though? You can call it the Rocket Man tour. Hey! hey.
1: It's my, my business brain. That's oh, very good. is yep. um, only though. playing one game at the MCG. Not good. Yeah. Well, he, despite the tone of that, and
0: I read it kind of weird... He followed it up straight away with another email. Um, and he is upset. He wants more games at the MCG.
2: Yeah. Which I is don't fair. Know. They, yeah. If they want to try to... If they want to... I think West Coast had two or three there. To yeah. Sort of build a bit of a, 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 a head of steam going into the finals. If Adelaide needs to start winning games at the MCG. They need to play there more.
1: Yeah, Definitely.
2: Uh, So Liam then
0: followed it up with, apologies for what that, boys, I just submitted my last uni assessment for the year and I just hit the bevies hard. (laughs) Basically, I just don't understand how an interstate club only gets one game at the stadium, which holds the grand final, except Gold Coast, because who cares? Anyway, rant over, please extensively rant about why a showdown in Melbourne is dumb and Barrett is just screaming for attention, uh, which is understandable as he is the AFL equivalent of the Cape Town sandpaper scandal. Rest in peace, Australia. Fuck Barrett. <laughs> Lots of love. Go Crows. Liam. Thanks, Liam. Cheers, mate. We agree. Uh, ooh, P.S. Oh, P.S. This go. is a rare one because this comes at me. Oh,
2: good. I want more of them,
0: frankly. P.S. I actually met Joel at Matt Stewart's show in Adelaide and want to put him on the spot and ask if he remembers me. Of course he doesn't. But he needs some revenge for having a freight train of a team. Here you go, Liam. I can just lie. Yeah, of course I remember you. We're great friends.
2: Douche it didn't work. You said I can just lie at the start.
0: Or I could tell the truth. Yeah, Liam, I remember. Great friends.
2: Which and, one was the truth? I don't know. They were both delivered exactly the same. Yeah,
0: I know. I'm a great oh, podcast actor. Such voice a for good radio.
2: Actor. I mean, aw. No,
0: uh, to be honest, Liam, I do remember you because Matt Stewart's show in Adelaide was memorable. And you were surprised to see me. So Yes, thank you for having me in your lovely city. And thank he
2: probably you. screamed, How good's footy at you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he did. If you did, Liam, I don't remember that. You should have. Should have screamed at Matt Stewart during his show. I don't think we'd launch yet, though. He wouldn't know what the show was. I hope people in the that oh, How UK- was it that long ago? Yeah, it was a Get Cooked tour. We were in oh. Adelaide, which was the start, um, start of Feb.
1: All right, douche. We don't need to hear about all the other shows you do. Come on, mate. Yeah, hurry the fuck up. All right,
0: final email belated angry rant incoming Hmm. hello footy fans i fell behind on this pod because of personal life nonsense but in the last few days i've binged all the episode i've missed from the semi-finals discussion to the current like douchey i was shocked by tom's attempt to convince sean and your guests that collingwood was a clear choice for who to back in the grand final after an entire season of consistently talking shit about the magpies
2: i don't i don't remember this
0: how dare you turn your back on your convictions and try and tell us that picking a team because of the story would be better. <laughs> this is not a professional wrestling with scripted drama events for there to be so... It should be! <laughs> for there to be some so-called story. It's a one game where the teams who played the best on a given day walks away the championship. Now, I'm not sure how things are done in Australia, but when it comes to choosing a team to cheer for in the championship of the season, here in the States, and I'm speaking generally, I don't know if everyone feels the same way, we have a simple process for picking a team. One, your team has made it to the finals. You pick your team above all others. Makes sense. Done. Yep. Two. Two teams that you don't hate have made it. Either you pick one you like the most or flip a coin. Three. One team you don't hate has made it and one team that you do hate has made it. Pick the team you don't hate. Four. Two teams you hate have made it to the finals. Either flip a coin and go all in or pick neither and talk shit both for the entire game. Dusha. And this is kind of a P.S. actually, but he didn't write P.S. P.S. Dusha, I'm sorry for how long this has been, but I have one request. I asked you guys to pick a team for me back in the early rounds of the show, and I appreciate your feedback, but now I want to start watching the games and pick a team for myself. (laughs) Can you recommend a good place to find full games so I can watch them during the coming season? Nathan. Uh, Pick a team now from YouTube clips and then become an overseas member, I guess, and you can watch all the games live. Otherwise, otherwise it's kind of hard because it is difficult to find. If you're just a casual watcher, it will be kind of a struggle to find entire full games that you can watch for free legally youtube does have some like quite older games if you want to revisit like, like some of the classic moments yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah um pretty I- much the internet will be a friend i know the afl website does have highlights from every game yeah that you can watch and honestly highlight packages when you're first getting into the game could be a good way to pick who you want to barrack for probably something to look into before you start dropping money on it but also if you want to go all in go nuts
2: pick a team go bonus. Go to the
1: Lions.
0: Go
2: Geelong. Pick up a dildo
0: while you're the Yeah,
2: pick up a dildo in Geelong. Go Collingwood. Nah, I'm kidding. I didn't do that. I yeah, I'm do. still- I've been a West Coast supporter my whole fucking life, boys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I still can't believe that. I can't believe that I almost <laughs> stepped off a plane to find two boys in fucking Collingwood scarves. So you I see would, what happens when I you would. Leave us?
2: I would never. Dad, you abandon I mean, do you abandon us and it fucked us up?
0: <laughs> <laughs> if I'm just still in shock. Disgusting.
2: Yeah. Alright. Disgusting.
0: Tom where can they email us?
2: Uh, well if you want to email me, you can just send me an email at good old calling it forever at Gmail. No um we're at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com. on Twitter at how footy, or I am at awkwardtreed. I'm at sidekick of Dowie and I'm at douche thirteen. Long way to go to the footy starts, boys. long way to go.
0: Uh, if you've got any other sporting stories or anything like that you wanted us to touch on uh, like the plugger story, which the plugger pig story, which is amazing. Uh, Email us in. We'll happily go into depth about it. Because as you've probably noticed, footy is running dry, but we're still here. How good's footy? We'll get
2: back to you.